Mercier Show, another air balloon show, man. Hey, is that a UFO? Yes, it is. It's a UFO. It's the but it's not in the alley. For February 15th, 2023. How goes it? How's it going? Jesus, I got my fucking cadence this time. Well, another day, another shooting in America, nearby, in Michigan State University. People are piecing together what the fuck happened. Uh, the immediate thing, I mean, it was unbelievable hearing this live on, you know, whatever police radio you can listen to on an online application or something. But I was just like, are you fucking serious? 10.30 at night, this started going down, 9.30, 10.30. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear one kid is dead and then now it's three as of the time of this recording on a Valentine's Day. You know, on the day that we record this, it's, I think it's like a fifth year anniversary of a Parkland shooting. And I'm like, man, I, I'm awfully desensitized. You know, if you follow this show, Chronological History, it's either about dumb sense of patriotism or some kind of mass shooting or some kind of overthrowing the government or some sports topic that I usually fucking cover. And this is just another one. I cannot go into how many at this point. I'm not even bad, sad anymore. I'm overly desensitized. You know, it's very close to home here for many folks here in the state of Michigan. A lot of kids still go there. A lot of the locations there that, like, you know, I ate at one of the halls that I just realized, although I went to U of M. Shit. And I just go, like, why this? why did this happen? The guy who had nothing to do with the university... Just lived there, and then he has had a history of, like, fucking possessing firearm. Went to fucking prison for it, and then got out. And somehow got a hold of a fucking gun again. Illegally, it sounds like. So it's just like, what the hell? Like, this, this guy has a history, and then still got a weapon. And then shot up the kid. We will never know. We will never figure out why these people are doing these. You know, other than angry dudes, I'm gonna say it. Other than that one fucking time, the 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 the, the lazy the lady, lady shot up a fucking YouTube office for losing her monetization down in San Diego, L.A. Was it San Diego lady? Other than her, rest of these shooters are all dudes. And I'm like, is it all incels? Is it an anger issue? Is it the lockdown? Regardless, the fact that they're getting hands on these things, I think those even the second two A people would be like. Come on, man. Like, how, how do you stop this? And then the problem now is, I think the Chicago and, like, all these people, the war zone, you know, people are fucking thinking about it. It's like, okay, you drive drive across, especially in a city like Chicago, where you're bordered with fucking Michigan and Indiana, like, you can holler shit in from those states. And then unless you get pulled over for speeding or driving radically or some shit, or, you know, I don't know, racially profile. But then I just go, like... Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't racially profiled. He was given a fucking water. This fucking kid. And he just crossed the state line and started shooting shit up. And this is... This is unbelievable. But nothing's gonna be done. And I just go like, alright, another another day, another shooting. So, whatever. What's the diff? What's the diff? As harsh as it sounds, it's a fucking reality. And because I donated, you know, I showed up one time and like, hey, stop the shooting you know, rally that I was in last year, I'm getting non-stop for March for Our Lives, you know. So I'm getting another one, and I just go like, yeah, no fucking shit. And I just go, 
I also get like discouraged in one sense. I was just like, okay, I I donate money. I show up. What can we do? Tell our politicians. We did. What the fuck happened? Nothing happened. And you know what? The only answer is maybe I gotta I gotta protect myself here. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one with the fucking carry permit here in this household, okay? So I gotta talk to the lady for the Valentine's Day here, huh? huh? Fuck. I'm trying to make a light of this situation, obviously, yes. But my god, I'm just like what the fuck to do? Hey, why don't you take the fucking gun and shoot shoot at some fucking balloons and not hit the plane, huh? You know? All these people going also this is segueing it here. Uh, air balloons that started showing up, you know, I just go like, air balloons, they exist, okay, and then, obviously, China's like, well, you shot balloons too, which is the most hilarious defense that I heard, and I'm like, then I heard the Bill Maher show on Friday where one of the intelligence officers came up and said, well, the fact that you're using balloons is like the satellites are very unreliable, probably, but we'll find out once we open up those balloons and see what kind of technology they carry. Uh, to be completely honest, as much as like this fear-mongering is going with like Chinese spy system and all that and TikTok, I really don't think they have a really great technology, being a technologist and an engineer, because I just go like, look man, what they're throwing at you in China is quantity over fucking quality. Will quality get better over time? Yes, but if you look at the quality of where they stand... You know, say you're building your fucking computer with a computer chip with a complex chip with a very small nanometers of the items. They're fucking behind. They're like fucking 10, 15 years behind. I, last time I checked when they made their own Intel processor kind of thing. You know, your processor that's in your fucking computer. The one that Intel makes, one that ARM makes, one that uh, MacBook in the M1 they make. You know, one of those things. Their technology was like 2006 level like last year. So I'm just going like, all right, it'll catch up. But like, fucking, bro, they're building my high school dual core machines at that time. And I'm sure they're fucking bum-ass fucking plane. And then the bum-ass fucking satellite with a bum-ass fucking camera sensors is going to give some bum-ass fucking data. Which is why they're floating the fucking balloon, which I buy the argument. And then in a classic Chinese fashion... You throw in a fucking quantity. Oh, we found these balloons in Mexico. Oh, I think they're flying over Canada too. Gee, I don't know where the wind will take us. Maybe it ended up in Europe too. Are you surprised? I'm not. It's a weather balloon. Weather for what? What do you give shit about fucking a weather balloon that got out of hand? What the fuck do you give shit about hurricanes? You don't get hurricanes. You get fucking typhoons in China. So I'm just like, who gives a fuck? But I'm just going like, we all spy each other. Donald Trump was right on one thing. He's like, well, you think we're the only, they're the only ones doing bad things? And you go like, Donald, Donald, you're the worst fucking poker player possible. You just talk so much shit. <laughs> I just go like, oh, of course. And then I'm curious to see what kind of technology they have. Do they have anything fucking revealing? I highly doubt it. If they did, then they would have beaten the fucking, you know, COVID. They would have beaten with their fucking mRNA vaccine. They would have beaten all these many things. But they don't. They just don't. They're just hitting with fucking quantity. And then, you know, they just go like, all right, have at it. Have at it. So, you know, it is worrisome. It is a fucking concerning thing. He's sending the shit over. And then I'll be like, is it, is this a, it's a very tricky, tricky space, you know, pun intended, with the airspace we got up there. And such a high altitude, right? Just go like, 
that high? Can you go get it? Like, is that governed or regulated? And I'm like, I don't know how the fucking borders work. We can't even fucking figure out the Antarctica and the fucking Arctic borders, right? So I'm just like, whatever. And then, I my my running joke with those uh, Chinese balloons was, uh, I I thought they were a content distribution network for TikTok. <laughs> They're getting way too much data, so they ran out of fucking Cloudflare. How come I, I don't fucking know. Um, you get that joke if you're in engineering, okay? Or computer science. Anyways, main thing I want to talk about after all those sad things in the world that we talk about. Oh, oh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Very quickly. Um, it was entertaining until the very end. I just go like, you know, watching NFL this season, you know, Kansas City, I saw saw them way too often and i just go like i know how the story ends when they're winning which is like patrick mahomes gonna play a fucking hero ball right here and then they're gonna drive it down the field and then like fucking win the game and i'm same thing kind of happened was it a hold you know i kind of raged a little bit in the beginning i was like why did you call that kind of like greg olson on fox i was like you don't call that holding penalty in the thick of the playoffs but then i'm like then when do you fucking call it like they didn't make one call when the chargers play the fucking new orleans and then it was a clear pass interference and didn't fucking call it. And then fucking Ch- Chargers got to the Super Bowl, right? Same difference. So I'm just like, you know, I like, you got to call it. You got to call it. And they did. And to be honest, where the fuck did the Eagles defense go? I thought Brandon Graham and then like Fletcher Cox and all those motherfuckers are great. And then they just fucking disappeared in the second half. Despite all the possessions. And then like, obviously Patrick Mahomes got quarter zone shot and then like, Got those fucking, like, bum-ass ankle in the right place. And I'm just like, all right, he got it. He's ready to go. And then he's a gamer. He's a gamer. Um, Although I picked the Eagles because of, like, Patrick Mahomes' like, ankle stability was my biggest question. And I thought the Philly defense was going to be really good. And they were really good in the first half. But in the second half, they just fucking disappeared. And then NFL got what it wanted. KC won uh, with a shitty turf, which explained the shitty fucking throw at the end of the shitty fucking game. <laughs> With Jalen Hurts. Man, this guy lifts 700 pounds. He squats 700. Well, fucking shitty grass can't beat the fucking 700 pound squat guy, can you? Huh? Fucking dumb. And then the halftime show with Rihanna. I could not pay attention. This is the first halftime show I really couldn't pay attention. Because I was just like, is she fucking pregnant again? <laughs> I I came away from the halftime show going like, gee, I gotta go revisit all the fucking playlists of Rihanna. I was disappointed that she didn't play her beginning song, Panda Replay, or SOS, or Shut Up and Drive, any of that shit. If you remember from 04, 05, 06, you know, that category, she got to Umbrella, that I felt was the earliest that she got to. But I just go like, the rest of this fucking halftime show, I was just getting distracted. I was like, she's pregnant again? And then I was asking Colleen, like, did she give birth? When is she pregnant? Last year with ASAP Rocky? I guess she's pregnant again. And then the rep confirmed it later. I wish they would have given that heads up before the halftime so I could pay attention to the fucking song instead of her fucking tummy. You know, I just go like, there's another baby Riri on the way. Jesus Christ. So because of that, I mean, it was a great halftime show, but I was just like, I couldn't pay attention. <laughs> I was distracted. <laughs> and then I was just like waiting for for her uh, old ass song. It didn't come, but anyways, you know, it, it was a good game. Shitty turf. I just go NFL, awfully suspicious way it's going, you know. If the Chiefs won their game, they would have made four in a row and beat the Buffalo Bills record, you know, tie the record of making the Super Bowl four straight times. They might still do it, I feel like, but let's see next year. And, oh, as a Colts fan, I'm not happy who they hired, the Philly uh, offensive coordinator. I'm just going like, 
All right, you gave a run at a Philly coordinator last time, and then it didn't fucking work out. And then, like, oh, this guy worked with this quarterback, this quarterback, this quarterback. Yeah, so did the fucking last one. Get a real fucking somebody with a head coaching experience, okay? I hate this, like, idea. Hire another white dude who was the offensive coordinator, work with, fill in the name of a quarterback right here, and then be like, oh, this guy showed a second and ter- secondary and tertiary depth of understanding of offense. Yeah, put him on a fucking game time. See what happens. All right, I killed way too much time on football shooting and the air balloons. So we're going to get to the crux of the article here, which is because it's a Valentine's Day. This is a postmortem, guys, okay? I saw an article, as usual, like I did every other week because I'm just, like, working and distracting myself reading items. There was a Harvard-trained psychologist who said, if he... This is a headline. If you use any of these eight eight toxic phrases, your relationship is in trouble. By Dr. Courtney Warren, the contributor. And then it's on the CNBC Make It website, which is a fucking cringiest fucking website that you will ever get to. And I don't even subscribe to their fucking YouTube with their cringy ass fucking budgeting shit, making me feel guilty about my spending. And then also bringing some dumbasses up and be like, oh, this is how they invest. It's like, what? You spend $5,000 a month on a fucking crypto investment when that could have gone to a fucking, I don't know, buying a new clothes? You know, you're not being thrifty. Anyways. Uh... So here are the eight phrases that are toxic in your relationship. They will destroy your relationship. Number one, you don't deserve me. All right. What you should say instead. Or for example, you're lucky that I even put up with you. I'm putting a little accent here to uh, dramatize the scenario. What to say instead. Quote, I'm struggling to see us as partners right now. Or I'm viewing you as less valuable than me. And I need to work on it. Oh, bitch, shut the fuck up. I would slap the shit out of this statement one more time. Because, like, you know, it doesn't get to the point. So, you don't deserve me. Yes, saying you obviously puts people in a defensive position. I will say that. But, like, I'm viewing you as less valuable than me. And I need to work on it. I'm like, what? Why? I need to work on myself. It, it sounds like a fucking passive, aggressive, non-apology... Eh, whatever. I don't agree with that statement. You don't deserve me. You'll get into the heat of the moment, but like... I don't know. I, I, at the meter of a 1 to 10, like, is this over? Uh, I don't think it's at 10 for this statement. I think it's about 6. Number 2. Stop asking if I'm okay. Everything is fine. Uh, parentheses when it isn't. Uh, what should you say instead? Let's go. I'm really upset, but I'm not able... I'm not ready to talk about it yet. You know what? That's a good alternative. I give that. I give that. Uh, because it's like... It also depends on the tone where you say, Stop asking me if I'm okay. I'm not... I'm fine. It depends on the context of it too. But also like... What does it say? What does a Dr. Warren here say? Passive-aggressive language keeps partners from talking about their problems in a direct and open way. This makes it uh, difficult to resolve conflict and can make both parties feel insecure. I guess so, but I just go like, you know, all right. And then I really, I wish there was a response to that you should say instead of like saying these phrases because you're going to hear it, especially from those women, you know, that say this shit. And then you just go like, all right, what do I say instead? No, it's not what I should say instead. It's like, it's it's how I should respond to this, right? Because clearly... You're, ha- you're going down this road of having these phrases because you're either you or the partner or both of you are insecure and immature enough to do that. And then not in the best headspace to do it. All right. Number three, you're pathetic. 
<laughs> Why am I laughing? What should I, what to say instead? I don't like how you handle that situation. Alright? I don't like how you handle that situation. Uh, name calling simplifies a person into one negative attribute in, instead of appreciating the complexity of who they are. An individual with a host of characters, some of which we may not like. You're pathetic. Um, <laughs> why am I laughing? <laughs> I think this gets straight to the fucking point. <laughs> I don't think this is bad. I think why you should preface it by saying, I think you're pathetic the way you handle this shit. Should be the more explicit statement. I don't like how you handle that situation. Nah! I think you're pathetic the way you handle that shit. Is the way I would rephrase it. But yeah. I get it. I'm mixing what to say and the toxic statement. Number four. I hate you. Ah. <laughs> uh, what do you say instead of I hate you? The hate is such an ugly word. If it gets you and then you blurt it out, there's, there's, there's no way of control zing this shit, you know. And then it also depends on the context. Uh, what to say instead? It's hard for me to be around you right now. I don't know. In my personality, I'm sure we'll have an episode that we record together at some point with Colleen. Where I'll be like, oh yeah, like a competitor side BK comes out and be like, no, this ain't over. And then I'll go to the edge of the earth. But that's on me, to be honest. So, why is I hate you bad? <laughs> I don't know what what else to say. This is like the level below fuck you, in my view. And the context that I'm thinking there might say. Uh, language that reflects how you feel in a heated emotional moment, but isn't representative of how you feel in pictures. It's just damaging. It, okay. But I'm just like, whatever, man. If you are thinking hate in your word about your partner and just blurt it out, like it's it's not a bad place. Number five. Oh, I don't know how to respond to this. You're a bad parent. Oh shit. All right, you you went there. You know it takes two to fucking tangle. One of the fucking half like half the genes is yours. It's it's either your cum or her eggs. What the fuck? All right. What to say instead? I think this situation is triggering issues from your past. How can we work through them together? Why do white people say this shit? Like, this is such a white thing to say. <laughs> I think this issue situation is triggering issues from your past. How can we work through them together? You're a bad parent. Fuck, if this... I would say that shit, like, contextually, it makes sense. Like, you keep feeding ice cream to the kid. You're a fucking bad parent. What's wrong with that? I don't want my kid to be an obese fucking whale, you know? And have an early, like... Fucking, I don't know, childhood diabetes or some shit. What, what, how do you beat that around the bush and be like, I think this situation is triggering from your past. What, you not eating enough ice cream on your baby? Jesus Christ. Why is this a bad statement? Let's read the description from Dr. Warren. Partners know each other's insecurities. Do they? Language that exploits these vulnerabilities isn't just hurtful. It undermines trust by taking someone's weakness and using it to make yourself look like a better look like the better person. If you're struggling to discipline your child, for example, your partner might say, You're spoiling too much, and it's because your mother spoiled you too. I completely agree. No. <laughs> you little brat. 
I think the kids are coddled so much. You're trying to give them participation trophy just for being in your life. Fuck that shit. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> Look at me keep passing on the toxicity of a fucking parent to an invisible child. <laughs> now that I'm reading out loud, this is funny. Anyways, let's move on. Number six. You're being crazy. What you what to say instead? I think your response to this situation is making it worse. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be my instant reaction. I'd be like, "What? You started this shit?" You know, uh, language that manipulates or twists reality with the intent of making your partner doubt themselves is called gaslighting, and it undermines their perception of reality. All right, for. Example, in a defensive moment, you might say, you're delirious. The problem is in your head. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's it depends on the context. Like, you're being crazy. And I was like, you're panicking, you know? It, I guess there's a better way to say it. It's like, it wall. It's like, all right, all right, don't worry about it. <laughs> that would be my alternative statement to number six. You're being crazy. It's like, don't worry about it. You know, such a man thing to say. Number seven, you're so needy. Oh, what to say instead? I hear that you want my attention, but I'm feeling suffocated and need some space. What a white thing to say. Jesus, I'm an Asian and you can't spell Caucasian without Asian. But Jesus Christ, I don't even say this shit. You're so needy. I think I'm very needy, so I don't fucking say this or hear this shit. Uh, when you use language that says your partner is annoying, smothering, or generally bothering you, it suggests that their needs don't matter. Well, I guess so. You're so needy, it's like... I would replace that word as like, I hear that you want my attention, but I feel suffocated and I need some space. What am I, a fucking robot? And I'm like... what? You know what I say to number seven? Better way to cut this shit. Time out. I need a breathing room. The end. Alright, number eight. I'm over this. <laughs> I'm over it. What to say instead? I'm really upset right now and need to take a moment. That's what I fucking said. Or we need to have a serious conversation about our relationship. Oh, Jesus Christ. It means game over, game over. In general, you want to threaten to leave when you mean it and have the intention to follow through. You know what? That's absolutely correct. I'm over this. Yes. You get to the end, to the extreme statement when you're when you're there. See, the fact that you're like saying these things, you know, Dr. Warren is absolutely right. You're already in a relationship that's like, yeah, it's in trouble. Yes, absolutely right. But are you looking to mediate this? I don't fucking know. But like, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> but a lot of these are like reaching the end point. And you're know, like idealizing in your head what the ideal scenario, the heaven might fucking look like. So I get the sentiment here. So, Dr. Courtney Warren, she says the right things, but I also go like, contextually speaking, I think it's awfully one-sided. <laughs> not considering the multicultural way that we have right now. But she's not wrong. I, I agree with like, half of the alternative statements here. You know, but half of them, I just go like, I could have cut the, cut the fucking wire shorter. You know? Be like, how healthy couples communicate? All right, let's read this three before we wrap up. Use I statements. Speak from your experience instead of focusing on your partner. Completely right. You need to kind of bring people to your fucking perspective. So you need to kind of preface it with your, I think, I may understand where you're coming from. You know, that kind of shit. Say thank you. 
say thank you, communicate things you like, appreciate, and you know, all all that stuff. Yeah, say thanks and give props. There you go. You gotta do that. You gotta give good acknowledgement. You know, you know, it's like Valentine's Day. The only acknowledgement you think of is like, God, I gotta get a fucking flower. You don't have to fucking do that. Every little thing in an everyday is a healthy thing. And it's like just a tap on the shoulders, tap on an ass. I don't fucking know. And then she'll just tap on your ass too and be like, good job, buddy. You know, that kind of shit, right? Acknowledgement. That's a way you say thanks. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, take responsibility. Apologize for your role in relationship dysfunction and strive for your best yourself. You know what? This is all guys' fault. You know, guys, it's, just like, it's all you. It's all you, okay? It's always me. In a relationship too. It's always me. It's your fucking testosterone. You're gonna need eugenics or some of that shit later. HGH is probably gonna impact you in some of this shit. Take responsibility is you. Just say sorry first. It usually comes from a guy. I know at times it's not your it's your fault, but like you gotta say it. You gotta say it. And then, you know, ladies should take responsibilities too. But I just go like 99% of the time, it'll be you, the dude, who'll be saying it. I'm sorry. And take responsibility. You know, just know that. Just know that. Oh, BK, you end the note like this. It's like, you blame women? It's like, no, I don't blame women. I'm just telling you that's a reality of the interaction that will happen with you. So I don't want you to go out there and become a fucking school shooter like the guy in the fucking wherever was earlier. Jesus Christ. You know, we don't even get enough mental health. And then, you know, one other thing I will leave you off with, you know, after these toxic phrases advice is like, go see a therapist one time. You know, it's like, don't don't drink yourself into a fucking sorrow. Don't don't go be smoking and get fucking, you know, you know, weed your brains, you know, smoke weeds, breathe your brains out to not function. You know, go talk to a therapist, you know, then we talk about it more and more now. And once you get it out of your system in a healthy way like that, I think you will come around being a better communicator, being more perceptive, and then having more empathy and all that shit. And then realize that you need to win the game for the team. Because <laughs> she may not win it for you. Anyways, I leave it there. Thanks for listening. Oh, it went a little over time, but happy. I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. I have a little surprise that I got to show here. Thanks for listening. Email me at a-show at outlook.com. Email me at a-show at outlook.com. You know, uh, go 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 find go find a therapist or something if you need help. And then like counseling, especially with shooting and all that shit going on. Chinese balloon or some shit. They give you anxiety. 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 <laughs> I'm I'm really short on words today. Anyways, peace out. See you next week.